I came from a place because I was con- not condemned, but I was made fun of in a way for having those emotions that I thought it was a negative thing to be an emotional person to, and to be vulnerable in that sense. And not that I looked down on other people, but I would look down on myself if I felt those emotions um, because it's like, get it together. You're better than that. You're stronger than that. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. We're so happy you chose us this lovely day to listen to us ramble on about nonsense um, that I feel like we do every single week, but it's fine. We're here and we're here to have fun. (laughs) This has been a hell of a week if I can like sum it up like in like a couple of words uh you know everything that I've gone through in the recent days yeah um it's been a minute it's been it's been a thing you know literally Monday I get rejected from a film festival that I really wanted to be in um and then Tuesday my mentor dies um so that was Ooh, that was fun. I uh, literally saw him like two weeks prior, and that was really hard um, for me. And uh, we really would love to do like an episode on like how to handle and deal with grief because, I mean, for me personally, it was something where he is such like an admirable person in my life. He was so much of an influence in a lot of my work and really – it really was like the only person I ever wanted to live up to their expectations of. And I really wanted to like always make him proud and impress him in so many ways. And he not only was a mentor, but he was like, like a long lost like grandfather in a way. And he really like looked over me when I moved out here to Los Angeles. And so I don't think a lot of people know how to deal with grief when it's not like a family member in a way, because I feel like we're taught, and most of the time when it's family, it's not something that's sudden. Um, I mean, I'm thinking like like categorically like, like your grandparents and things like that, but this was a friend who also gave me amazing life advice and was such an influence on my career, and it was a sudden death as well, too. We had no idea, so it was a shock to like a lot of people. Um, and I don't think a lot of people know how to handle that. And that kind of like, also influences like our topic that we're talking about today. But yeah, that was fun. Um, <laughs> and then uh, later that week, I almost had $900 stolen from me from Reformation. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was wild. So no hate to Reformation, but fix your yeah. website. Uh, because I tried to place an order for a dress and I kept getting like an error, like popping up on the screen thinking that like maybe I entered something wrong and I hit place order again. I did that about four times and then, um, went to my bank account and saw that I was negative like $300. Um, so I had like a mild panic attack and I was like, oh, when am I going to get a break this week? This is hell. Uh, so nevertheless i got it all back they quickly reinstated it was a little annoyed though that you can't call anybody you have to text them 
So fun fact, if you ever have something go wrong with Reformation, you have to text them. You can't call anybody to text them. So yeah, luckily... Yeah, nobody wants, nobody wants to have a conversation on the phone when things go wrong, I guess. Uh, <laughs> luckily, it got resolved within an hour. So the That's money good. was reinstated. Uh, so yeah, um, still got the dress. Placed it the next day. Did it on my credit card, so I had no physical cash like leaving me. And good call. <laughs> discovers also very quick at reinstating money, like in case anything like fraudulent like that happened. So I was really yeah. thankful um, that, that 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 got solved. So that, nice. That was my week. Oh, and then I ended the week with um, meeting Chloe Bailey. And she was a delight. Oh, yeah. She was mm-hmm. a delight. And then I went to an all-time low concert at work. So so it's shaped up a little towards the end, but... It's, like, weird because, like, the day after my mentor died was the day of the all-time low concert. And I'm like, I'm here at work, rocking out, but, like... like trying <laughs> to have fun, but also, like... Dying inside. fun at the same time. Yeah. So... Yeah, I feel, I feel like death is really hard. It's really hard to... Like, sometimes, like, and I don't know, I feel like I haven't had that many people. Like, it's like you said, it's been kind of like family members who, Mm -hmm. like, I knew it was coming, but I just didn't know exactly the time. Mm -hmm. And I definitely was very, very, very upset. Um, But also, like, you almost feel bad for being upset. It's just a very, I I definitely would love to do an episode about it. Because... I think it's just really hard sometimes to know how to respond and everyone responds so differently. Like some people laugh because they feel so like they just, you know, that's just mm-hmm. their like, you know, trying to release things. And so it's just very interesting how, yeah. how there's so many stages to it. It's still a little surreal um, to like think of and everything. Like, I mean, the fact that I literally saw him like two weeks prior that's the thing. And then to now see him like immortalized, like on the Hollywood Reporter and Deadline and um, Variety, which is all weird. Um, yeah. Because definitely. he was in the industry. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I was talking with a friend about this and it was almost like in a way where he was like a lighthouse for a lot of us and that he gave us all the tools to drive the boat. We knew how to drive the boat, we knew how to get out to sea. And everything, but it was always nice to be able to look back to shore and know that his light was still shining bright on all of us and mm-hmm. that he was always a guide for us if we ever needed it to get back to shore. Um, and now, the like, I'm looking back at the coast and the light's out. And yeah. um, it's, I mean, at first, that was my first thought was it's scary now because um, I don't have, like, I have other figures that I can go to for stuff. But he was just a solid, like, long-standing um, beam of light for all of us. And to look back and not have that anymore, and it, it would scare anybody, I think. And, um, you know, there was thoughts of, like, uh, like I, you know, the obvious, like, I wish I had more time and there's so much more I could have learned from him. And it's very much, it's still different in a way of, like, losing a friend, which, like... I don't, I don't know. It's almost like a friend and a parent figure and both in one. Yeah. And I, I don't know how to describe it unless you've had a significant like teacher because he wasn't just a teacher. He was somebody who I would genuinely hang out with as a yeah. friend. Yeah. But he also would give me career advice, life advice, and like I said, be that guiding light for all of us. So it's a weird mm-hmm. 
kind of like feeling of a person to leave. I, I, I don't know how else to describe it um, unless like you've had a mentor and um, but yeah, that is that has been my week and I have been leaning greatly on a lot of friends, which has been very nice. And it's been weird to have like, not weird, like in a bad way, but I've, I haven't had like this unconditional support from a lot of people in a long time. Um, because I don't like to let people know when I'm struggling and that kind of also goes into our episode today. Um, but for, I mean, when you tell people that like your mentor has passed away, you don't have to hide that you are probably emotionally and mentally struggling. And so people just naturally will reach out and it's nice to see, um, like you're seeing like who your friend, like her friends really are in these moments. And I think it's nice to see that I have a very solid group of friends surrounding me who have my back always. So Mm -hmm. two thumbs up. (laughs) Two thumbs up for everyone in your life that has kind of been there for you. Cause I couldn't physically be there, but you know, we talked that night, but it's just, you know, that's, that's really hard. And Mm -hmm. it's hard to go about your day without, it popping up or, mm-hmm. you know, or talking to somebody else who knew that person or, you know, thinking about what's to come ahead in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. and all of that. So mm-hmm. it's really nice to have people who, who will even just like distract you for a little bit, mm-hmm. take you out and do something mm-hmm. fun. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. But what have you been doing? It's your birthday week. It's my birthday week on a brighter note. <laughs> it's <laughs> my birthday. Note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're recording this actually the night before, so I'll be 29. Whoop, whoop. Um, not many big plans, but um, okay. I'm okay with that. I feel like I'd rather wait until next year. Um, That's I, how I felt last year. I like I, li- I like birthdays. Um, I like my birthday, mm-hmm. of course. We all like our own birthday. Obviously. But I try not to make a big old to-do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think I would like to do something really fun next year, whatever yeah. that may be, as totally. I think about it. I mean, but, I'm making you fly um, out across the country for mine, so, you know, I'm, just let me I'm know. Quite, <laughs> I'm quite excited, you know, and it, it's going to be great. Um, but, yeah, so I think um, – Blaine and I are going to go to uh, one of my favorite restaurants, Moselle's. Um, I really want to go there. I haven't been there in a long time. So we might do that this weekend. Um, and then I'm taking my day, my birthday off from work. And Is this the first like time ever you've done very, that? Yes. You had to like very much convince me. Um, Look. Because I felt I was having guilt. I take my birthday off every year. I know you do. And like when you told me you were doing that last year, I was like, you know what? I think I might do that this year. And then like it got down to it and I literally on my calendar at work, it said Hannah out and then in parentheses, maybe. <laughs> and then, you know, first Sunday, thing I did su- when I got my 2023 vacation calendar at work, took the whole March fu- that off, took the whole week off. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I put maybe and then uh, Sunday. I was like, nah, I'm texting my families and seeing if they can come earlier. Because that was my thing. Like, I, I do weekly therapy, so some of my kids only come on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I felt bad about them missing. So I offered, like, I, like, stacked my schedule Tuesday and offered a bunch of spots. Some people weren't able to do it, and they were just like, oh, it's fine. Like, I didn't tell them why I wasn't there. I was just like, I'm not going to be in the office. Um, but I was just like, you know what? I think mentally I would, I just need a day and I wasn't going to do any, like I was maybe going to, I was going to go get all the free things around town. Like, you know how you get like free, 
coffee, free food, mm-hmm. free whatever. And then um, my mom randomly text randomly texted me and was like, "You want to go shopping for the day?" And I was like, "Absolutely!" Like I would I would love to. I haven't been shopping in person in so long, and I just cleaned out my closet. So I'm trying to like think about what kind of like staple pieces I want to add to my wardrobe and seeing if I can find some of those. But we're going to New York, so I'm also not going to spend a ton of money because mm-hmm. I definitely want to shop there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Oh uh, yeah, that was mom, another thing. Your mom. Oh wait, go ahead. I was like, that's another thing to add to my week. I got jury summoned, so I luckily I was like, okay, literally, how much more is the universe going to throw at me? Luckily, I got it postponed because I would be out of town in New York. There you go. During it, yeah. But I was yes. like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, how much more can I take? I know, I know. My I feel like my week has been well up until now. Like I would say, like last week till about like today has been so stressful. I have just been like in such a grumpy mood. I've been so moody. I've like just been complaining about everything and I just, I don't know. I've just been in a, in a funk. And then today I was like, today's my Friday. Today's my Friday. (laughs) I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'm just going to have a good mood. You know what? If things don't go my way, whatever. Um, but things will go your way. It's just another day. Exactly. And actually today was a really good day. My boss surprised me with, um, crumble cookies and it was fabulous. Um, so yeah, I was just like, you know what? I just need to try to come in with more positive thoughts, but it's been really hard for me to get there recently. Um, so I'm, I'm working towards it, but yeah, that's been my week. What has been your captivation though this week? Ooh, okay, I got a good one for you, for all you uh, TV show goers out there. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) I have been watching the show In the Dark on Netflix. Uh, It was a series from, like, 2019 to 2022 or something. I think it got canceled. But, you know, because all the shows that I like. You're selling it so well. (laughs) It canceled. No, but it is um, a show about a 20-year-old or 20-something-year-old named Murphy who is blind. And so she is kind of like living her life through the state of like drunkenness. <laughs> she drinks a lot. And um, her roommate like really has learned how to kind of like understand her and help her. Um, and then this teenage boy saved her life. And so those are her two like super really good friends. Um, but she goes out for a walk one night and something something bad happens. Um, she thinks that she find, finds that Tyson kid's lifeless body. And so the whole entire show is like, so far we're on season one is about like trying to investigate and figure out like what's going on. Um, and it's just very interesting from the perspective of someone who's blind, um, trying to navigate like this almost like whodunit situation um, and having people tell her that like, well, you didn't like, how do you know? Like you didn't see... Um, so it's very interesting and mm-hmm. I am just really hooked on so far the story, like the storyline and the plot and the characters. I really, I really am enjoying it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have like three more seasons to go. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's been pretty good. So what about you? Mine is 
there's a theme going on here with me. I feel like this I've been watching for a while, but coincidentally, like halfway through like the week when I realized all this stuff was happening to me, I realized that the show I've been binge watching lately on Apple TV kind of aligned a lot with what I was going through and actually what was really helpful. It's called Shrinking. It's on Apple TV. Um, it stars Jason Segel, Jessica Williams, Christina Miller, Harrison Ford. They're amazing cast if you don't know who jason siegel is by the name he played marshall on how i met your mother harrison ford if you oh yeah, if yeah you don't yeah. know who the fuck harrison ford is i'm disappointed in you do you know who harrison ford is yes sorry i was taking this up yeah <laughs> okay good <laughs> i was like I'm, I'm gonna be genuinely worried um but he's like only done like serious stuff i feel like and i it's really refreshing to see him in his older years like in a comedic role uh, but it is basically a grieving therapist starts to break the rules by telling his clients exactly what he thinks. He has lost his wife and wants to try a new approach to his loss, but it's unclear of how this will help others. So you see a lot of a father-daughter relationship, them trying to mend that as they're both going through grief. And then you also get like the stories with his individual clients that he is trying to help in unconventional ways. And you also get... Um, like the buddy comedy between him and Harrison Ford as well. And Jessica Williams, um, as they're all like therapists that work in the same office together. So it's really refreshing. It's really good. Um, it's lighthearted, even though they do talk about some dark topics, you know, revolving death and grieving with that. And I think it's really nice to kind of put it more in a public spotlight and had that being talked about. So I, I do, I do rather enjoy it. Nice. I'll add it to the list. The list is getting you too long. You don't have Apple TV, though. So you're... Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I don't have to watch that one. <laughs> you still haven't watched Daisy Jones, okay? Like, that is the no, one I'm just, I like, am. taking down to. I'm going to, to. I'm going to. Just I'm waiting. Going to. Mm-hmm. Because now you and Ashton have told me how good it is. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like... Oh. And Hannah in our last week's episode. Um, I know, I know. So... I, know. I believe you all. I really do. I just have not been in a good state to watch TV shows recently. I don't know what's going on with me. I was even telling you that I've been having a hard time getting through you. Like I keep pausing it and I keep I'm I'm not as like ready to finish it as I was the other seasons. Because so you paused like it you at said, like the point where I'm like, everything's about to happen and you paused it right before I'm that. Sorry. I was I'm like sorry. I'm sorry. I know, I know. It's been I, I like it. I do. I just have been having a harder time with this season for some reason. Um, so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did you see that they're coming out with another Emily in Paris? I figured. I'm so excited. I, f- I figured. I, like, cringily love that show. I mean, I watch it. Like, I'm not going to say that I don't watch I it. So I do cute. watch it. Um, it's like a feel-good show. also shows on Netflix that I'm mad that they've canceled in replace of that one at the same time. So... Fair, fair. Yeah. Fair. Um, <laughs> but all of that to say, if you want to know more of our captivations and things that we love watching, you can follow us on our Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod, where we update our weekly captivations on there. And you can also follow us on our personals at Emily at least and at Hannah Adams Miller. We also would love it if you were able to subscribe, give us a review and rating. We have over 175 episodes and we're sure that we have something here that you would love to listen to more of. And, Yeah, we're going to do a couple ad reads really quickly, and then we're going to get into the heart of today's episode. So going off of the terrible week I've had, it got me really thinking and 
part of me had wondered like, oh, do I need to go back to therapy? And like, obviously I can't afford that. So at this point in my life, I'm not going to be going back to therapy, um, which just allowed me to reflect on what my therapist would have told me in this instance, my previous therapist, um, that I had to unfortunately leave because I moved. But I, I often thought about like what she would have said and what advice she would have given me for these situations. And one of them being would be to feel my feelings, which is one thing that I don't usually like doing. And Hannah can attest to that, that if you see me crying, shit has hit the fan. It is not good because I often reserve my feelings in front of others and tend, if I'm going to feel them, feel them alone in isolation. And that is one thing that I also do. And so seeing people reach out to me wanting to help me this past week and wanting to take care of me and not letting me isolate was very interesting. I haven't had people be that determined before. Um, But you, on the other hand, are very much somebody who feels their feelings. Mm -hmm. And were you always like that growing up? Um, You know, I was thinking about that as I was like, we were talking about the topic of today's episode like earlier. And I don't know if I was or wasn't like, I don't feel, and I've, I've been thinking about this recently too. Like, I don't feel like I can remember very specific details from childhood. Like I remember Mm -hmm. specific like things and events and, and sorts of things, but like all of these people on TikTok that I've been talking about, like trauma and the things that have happened, you know, and all those things in childhood, like I don't remember specific things like some people have talked about, you know, just like when talking about their childhood and Mm -hmm. how that relates to them as adults. And I assume that's a good thing. Uh, But see, I I can't remember a lot of my childhood and it's a bad thing. (laughs) So see, and I feel, I feel like a lot of my childhood was lived in complete innocence and bliss. And Mm -hmm. like, like when I was young and we lived in a neighborhood that we grew up in, like we, we just didn't have the stressors that I think some people like had, like I just Mm -hmm. didn't like, we would just, my, I mean, my, both my parents worked, but like they were home in the evenings and like in the summers, like we would just go outside all day. We would come home when it was dark Mm -hmm. and like, we just went and did like whatever. And we played and we like, did imaginative things and Mm -hmm. we went up to the park and we rode bikes and I just don't really remember. You had a happy childhood. You were one of the few. (laughs) I don't like in those like very young years, I don't Mm -hmm. remember anything that would have made me say that I didn't feel my feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, I think maybe more in, as I got older, I think I, because I grew up in such a, a family where we did talk about all the things we did talk about our feelings. We mm-hmm. did talk about like, like, yes, there were some people in my family that just like would storm off and then eventually come back and have the conversation. Mm-hmm. But there, so I, I feel like sometimes I would do that because that's what I saw around me. But then also other times, like as I got older, I felt like I was more willing to be like, no, like this is what's like, here it is. Like, this is why I'm upset. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to just like walk away, but a lot of times I would just walk away. Um, and so I think as I've gotten older, I'm less, I let myself do that less because I don't, I didn't like how that felt. I didn't like feeling 
I didn't like the way I felt like feeling it alone. Does that make sense? I didn't mm-hmm. like feeling my feelings alone in a place where I knew that somebody was angry with me or that I had done something wrong or that I was upset about something. And I just, as I got older, decided that I wasn't going to do that anymore. So you wanted to so, like find the resolution to the things. And yeah. I didn't like the feeling of we just ended on a really bad note and I like, I want to fix it. But like, you would I, still I, feel your feelings. You wouldn't intellectualize them instead of feeling them. Like you would, if you felt like you needed to cry, you would still allow yourself to cry. Oh yeah. I yeah. cry all the time. Whereas I don't, I don't do that. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I, I definitely, I yeah. intellectualize all my feelings instead of feeling them because I want to understand why I'm trying to feel this way because growing up, I would have random outbursts of crying and, or angriness, and I wouldn't understand why. And I mm. didn't know why I was feeling this way. And then people would get frustrated with me when I would have my like really big emotional outbursts and not know what to do with me. And I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not blaming anything on my parents. This is like other people like in my oh, life. Oh yeah, no, same, same. Um, and. I mean, there were situations where, like, I would randomly be crying, and my dad's like, why the fuck are you, like, not why the fuck, but, like, why are you crying? Like, yeah, and like, it's like, I understand why you're upset. I'm like, I don't know. He's like, then what do you want me to do? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Try. And, like, they tried. They tried. They tried everything um, that they could. But I didn't know until later when I had ADHD that emotional dysregulation is a thing. And not not understanding like why you're feeling certain things and like when they just randomly come over like you I just would get washed with waves of emotion and I would let them overtake me in a way instead of like trying to like have some composure to the point where I didn't like myself when they would overtake me so I just decided mm-hmm. to not feel them and to be like okay well, I feel sad. Why do I feel sad? Like, why do I feel this way? And that's the first thing I did. I mean, the second I started grieving my mentor's death, I was like, okay, why do I feel isolated? Why do I feel, why am I feeling lonely? Oh, because I now feel like I'm going to struggle in this industry because I don't have a mentor to go to. It's not like I don't feel like I'm not set up for these kind of things, but, you know, he was like, you know, a person I could always go to and now I feel lost okay, why do, and just going down that road, I mean, I even told you when I've gone through breakups, like, I'm not crying because I, like, miss them, I'm crying because I feel lonely and things like that, and it's just, like, Emily, you sometimes don't need a reason, like, it's okay to just feel your emotions, and Mm I, I still just struggle with that, and I try to also, like, come from, I came from a place for a long time where, uh, crying and, you know, having those emotional outbursts like that I came from a place because I was not condemned but I was made fun of in a way for having those emotions that I thought it was a negative thing to be an emotional person and to be vulnerable in that sense and not that I looked down on other people but I would look down on myself if I felt those emotions Um, because it's like get it together you're better than that you're stronger than that because I remember when my my grandfather passed away like my mom and my nana were both like devastated like my papa when he died and I didn't allow myself to cry at all in front of them and I didn't cry at the funeral even though inside I wanted to cry wouldn't allow myself to cry at all and then I remember I was like with my nana like looking over his body in the casket and she said that's one thing and that one thing literally just made me snap and lose it 
And my parents were like, you haven't cried at all. And I was like, I'm crying on the inside, you guys. But like, like I, I'm try- also trying to like hold it together for you. Yeah. Like, because so maybe like subconsciously trying to do that for them. Well, and then now on top of it, because so many people know that I don't cry in public, I'm also now afraid to cry because I'm afraid that it, people are going to think it's a much bigger deal than it probably actually is when it's like, no, like, mm. I just want to cry. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it's totally fine. But it's hard. It is a hard balance to bring. And I often get wor- worried when it comes to going to, like, therapy for my emotions because when you have, like, this, I saw this on TikTok, but, like, a lot of therapists don't know what to do with people who intellectualize their emotions instead of feeling them. They're like, well, mm. you know everything. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to understand how to feel them again and, like, yeah. teach my body that it's okay to kind of feel that. And I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to understand why you feel the way you do. I think a lot of people should do it. You just shouldn't do it to the extent that I do it. But yeah. I mean, has that ever has have you ever gone through that feeling of like trying to understand your emotions oh. instead of feeling them more? Oh yeah. So I feel like within probably the past cuz I feel like you're the kind of person that definitely much wears their emotions on their sleeve and not in a negative way. Yeah. But, um, no, I do. I definitely do, but I would say honestly, I feel like honestly since I started dating my husband. Mm, okay. Like I like even this past week like I said in the intro, like I've been super grumpy. I've been like in a bad mood. Um, and I have sat down every single day. I'm like, why do I feel like this? Like, why am I, why am I grumpy? Mm-hmm. Can I pinpoint a reason? Can I pinpoint something? What can I do to alleviate that from my life to make me feel a little bit better? And so, um, a lot of it is just like work stress. And so like, you know, talking that out with somebody who's also going through the same thing has been really helpful. Um, So there's that. And then, I don't know, I just, I feel like it takes me longer to think about why I'm feeling the way I am because I want to react first. Mm. And I feel, I was talking to Blaine about this earlier and I was like, maybe it's because I have high cortisol levels. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, I feel like I, I don't know why I have like such strong mood swings where like, I can be really, really, really happy. And then all of a sudden, like something goes wrong and it inconveniences me slightly. And then my whole mood is affected. Like, for example, tonight, we took the dogs on a walk. I got home. Blaine surprised me with flowers and a birthday present. And I was in such a good mood. And I was like, I really want to go outside and like take the dogs for a walk. It's so nice. So we took them for like a really long walk. We came back to get the keys to go check our mail. We went to the mail. Uh, I was like in there like got all of our mail out. We walked away and someone else had gone in and our dogs are kind of reactive in the sense of like, if someone is around them, they like bark and jump. Um, but we have them on leashes. So it was just, they're, like, excited. More like jumping at, they're just excited and like, they want to protect us and they jump at people, but they're not going to like do anything. They just don't know how to act to be completely honest. And so the man walked by without giving us like He's like, we were like obviously trying to get them away, Mm -hmm. but he just like went ahead and come on, which like whatever. But Trooper, our dog, big dog, like kind of reacted. And like, that was just frustrating because the guy like jumped and made this big old stink about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, he's on a leash. Like he's not going to get you, but okay. We're nowhere near you. Like we're like in the grass and you're on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. And then, um, 
the other thing was that Trooper stepped all over my white hokas, which this is the second time this week that he's gotten mud on my hokas. And that just like made, like flipped a switch in me. And I was just in a bad mood. And I was like, this is so dumb. Like I can clean my shoes, but I like, and I was trying, I was like trying to be calm, but I was like, I cannot understand why I can go from being so happy and and, and in a healthy space to like one inconvenience happening. And then I'm like pissed at the world. Yeah. We <laughs> Cause I, my shoes are dirty. I don't think we can keep blaming it on you being an Aries. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean like, and I mean like genuinely, like hmm. I, and I feel like a lot of it stems from the underlying like stress and anxiety that I just carry from day to day. And like, I like, not allowing so yourself to have hard. a relief. Yes, I'm, like, trying so hard to, like, just get through the day-to-day, and then I'm, like, oh, this one, like, seriously, like, one more thing, and I and I know it's, like, oh, pity me, like, woohoo, boo-hoo, but at the same time, I'm, like, no, but it really did, like, it really did inconvenience me. I literally just cleaned my shoes, and they're, they just dried, and I just put them on, and now I have to do the entire process again, and I'm, like, that's, yeah, it's a silly little thing, but, like, it really, like, it impacted my mood tonight, and I was mm. so... Annoyed, but I was able to kind of like come out of it after I was like, well, Yeah, I, I had know, no I idea. He, I know he didn't. I was like, I know he didn't mean to. Like, it is what it is. Like, we'll just clean the shoes. And I started cleaning them, and Blaine took over. And I was like, You know what? Thank you. Like, I really needed, mm-hmm. <laughs> really needed you to do that for mm-hmm. me. So I don't know. That's, that's, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. It's just, I feel like I'm so much better at listening and helping other people work through their things, which is probably why I am some type of therapist. But but do you I'm think like, in that sense, then you're then because you spend so much time exerting yourself at protecting other people's emotions that you don't spend enough time then understanding and protecting your own emotions? One hundred percent. I mean, I work, I work with kids who have like language disorders and speech disorders and feeding disorders and our special needs and, and all of that. And I'm just like, I, and I take on all of their Uh stressors and excitements and things. And so it's just like, I feel like I don't give that back into myself. And what do we say about the hat, the cup being filled? The cup, the cup is runneth (laughs) over Mm -hmm. as they say in the old days. And yours is bone dry. (laughs) We're cre- we're creating a flood elsewhere, and um, I'm in a drought. Yeah. <laughs> so I think taking my birthday off was a good move. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, Emily's right. Sometimes we're circling back. <laughs> Emily, you're my unpaid therapist. I hope you know this. I'm just kidding. I don't want to put that on you, but uh, I'm you do a lot of people's therapists. I know, I know, but but no, you do you. You are good to ask the questions that I don't want to ask myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I'll give you an honest answer. (laughs) You're like, you're like, and why are we feeling this way? And what did we not do today? Okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I want to read. I want to go back to um, like why some people feel their feelings, some why people avoid their feelings. And I think if we look at like what society is telling us with subtext of certain messages that we tell people when they do come to us with their feelings, this is why like I try to op- make an open space for you, which is why I feel like you probably do feel comfortable sharing your emotions with me. It's because like, I think the underlying tone of like, if you tell somebody like, well, like look on the bright side or like, it's okay. Like it'll all like, you know, it, it, you just be strong or like, you know, um, you know, just being like a devil's advocate in a way 
I think the underlying subtext sometimes can be, um, don't be sad, don't cry, please don't make me feel guilty, don't make me feel bad. Like, you don't want to, like, that other person doesn't want to take on the emotional burden. And instead of just creating, like, an open space for the person that needs consoling to console. Um, and I think that a lot of times it's what I was often met with, where I felt like I was like, well, I just don't feel the need to come forth because I know that no one else is going to be open to that space and creating that one for me. So I tried to create mm-hmm. it for myself. And I, like I said, I think a lot of people also like link suppressing emotions with strength and health because they don't want to equate it with weakness. And it's such a like low-key misogynistic thing, like mindset because it is perfectly fine to feel emotions. And I encourage men Specifically, I know that's not our target audience at all, but if you're listening with your husband or your boyfriend, they need to feel emotions too, um, more than anybody because they're not often cherished. And I know for me, anger was always tolerated in my household. Like me and my dad would easily blow up at each other very, very quickly. But I think I've seen my dad cry like twice in my life. And I never felt like they were disappointed or hurt with me, but it was something where my mom cried all the time. My dad never cried. So I didn't know where I lied and ate the ability to express mm. emotions because my mom would cry over like a picture of a basset hound and my dad would Your ne- mom and my husband are the same. <laughs> I think another, like the coin flip side of not feeling your emotions is even positive feelings because I think there's some people who could be raised in a household where they would have an accomplishment or an achievement and their parents would downplay it or tell them like, you're going to get a big head. You're going to get a big ego. Like don't brag about that. And so then whenever they get accomplishments later on in life, they choose to downplay them or they choose not to look big at them. I do that, but it's not, I don't know why. Like (laughs) I think I just don't want I just am harsh on myself and sometimes don't think that I deserve, like, the praise and everything because I know that it probably could be better. That's just me being a harsh critic. Right. It's not because anybody told me not to be braggadocious right. about my accomplishments. If they anything, were like, actually talk my parents about are, it all the time, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's like, no, your I know it could be better. Like, so, like, it's not that great. Your mom was like, I really want you to marry Zac Efron so I can have the shirt that says my daughter is married to Zac Efron. <laughs> Yes. Like, okay, mom, that's a really high goal. I don't know if that's one I can accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciate the confidence that you have in me. Yes. <laughs> no, so, and like what you were saying earlier about like the, uh, when, like look on the bright side and like it's going to, like everything works out mm-hmm. the way that I feel like there are so many instances that I have been a part of where I'm in like a group of people or a group text of people and someone, you know, presents like bad news or presents like something that they're struggling with or, and everyone's just like, oh, sending you good thoughts, like sending you prayers, like sending you good vibes. And like, I'm just as much guilty as being like, like you're in my thoughts, like, but really, mm-hmm. I just want to be like, damn, that freaking sucks. Like, and I want, like, I just mm-hmm. wish that. We would do we would do that, you know, instead of just like being like, you know, everything happens for a reason, and like, you know, you're it's gonna be it's gonna be fine. It's yeah. gonna work itself out. Like I'm here, like I'm here for you. I'm thinking about you. Yada, yada. I'm like, no, I just want someone to like level with me and be like, no, damn, like that actually sucks. Like that that is that's the worst thing I've heard today. And like, yeah, like actually like, have that like, you know, that 
open, like you were saying, like how you, like, I feel like you do, you create a very like nice open space for me to be like, well, today freaking sucked. And here's why. And I just wish in like more social settings, like we could just be honest and like open the floor for someone mm-hmm. to actually like let us know how they're feeling. Like if they do get bad news instead of just like having to put on this brave face that like, yeah, I know everything's like, everything's going to be fine. Like, but like, then you go home and cry or, you know, whatever. Like I just, mm-hmm. I just want people to, like, I would just love to, and I, maybe I'll be that person. Like everyone's like, <laughs> I think I'm gonna start doing that. I was like, Oh, sending you good vibes. I'm like, damn, that freaking sucks. Like want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you did. I mean, you did that for me this past week. Like, whenever my men, when my mentor passed away, um, you were like, "If you," I was like, "I can still record the podcast because I didn't want to." Like, I understood <laughs> I that we had like, a lot going on. Podcast, like. And you're like, "Fuck the podcast!" Like, do you want to call me? And then I was like, "Obviously not like, really, yeah. but like not really screw the podcast, but like." You know, like, obviously tonight, tonight, like, we're not, this is not That's not a priority. Like, this can be done at another time. And I just, like, like, I, I wish, because I feel like I want to be that person for people. And I am with, like, you and, Mm -hmm. like, my husband and, like, my family and close friends. But, like, for, like, people that are still in my friend group or are in the same social settings as me, like, I want to be able to also open that floor up for them. Because it's not, it's not done enough. I think the only thing that you need to say is, like, what do you need? Like, just something like that. Because, I mean, and this is no hate to any of my friends if they listen to this. Um, I had a lot of friends, like, whenever I told them the news that my mentor passed away, of some people's first response, again, no hate to them. Like, I I'm so still sorry. love you. Uh, no, was, well, at least you got to see him, like, two weeks ago. And, like, you got to spend that time. I'm like, yes, I'm aware how fortunate I am that I am one of the few people who got to see him recently however he's dead right like um, me seeing him so, two weeks ago doesn't change the fact that i'm upset that he is no longer here like if anything if anything it makes me rethink that entire night and wish that I, there was so much more that i had said right and more that i had right. done um because his little his little last words to me were i wish we had more time and to look back on that and think why the fuck did i spend so much time hanging out with other people at that party and not spending it with him and just over analyzing everything like oh my god i didn't send him this i didn't send him this i was thinking about reaching out to him oh my god like thank god he saw my film but he didn't see the music video that i directed for hannah and i really wanted him to see that and i just over analyzed all that kind of stuff and then the first thing that one of my friends said was i'm so sorry that fucking sucks what do you need yep like immediately like what do you need? Like, do you need me to get food for you? Do you do you just need me to listen? Do you want me to call you? Like, what do you, what do you need? And honestly, my I there was a lot of thoughts that came through my head, and like my mom had already bought my dinner that night, so it was like I didn't need somebody to get me food or anything like that because that honestly was like very helpful because I didn't I didn't cook at all that yeah, week. I mean, yeah. Um, but I uh, I was like, honestly, can you just give me like a show to watch, like a recommendation for like a funny show to watch because I would like to watch something funny and like distract myself for like a little bit. And he gave me like a couple recommendations. So that was really appreciative. And I, I, I thanked him for that. And then I, um, he was like, if you want me to call, if you want to call me, like you can. And I think I had called everybody and like at that, so many people had called me right. that day. And I was like, I think I'm, I think I'm exhausted by with talking right. to people. And I still ended up calling him because I was like, you're the only person I haven't talked to. Well, so. and then I also think you just brought up a good point too. Like we wouldn't be calling people and telling people like, you know, in our times of grief or disappointment, like we wouldn't be telling them if we didn't want 
to like have a conversation, mm-hmm. have a space. Like obviously like mm-hmm. I care about you and you care about me and like we're going to go like I'm going to tell you the disappointing things that happen in my life too. And so when someone mm-hmm. like reaches out and says like hey this like really shitty thing happened to me today and then all you get back is like oh I'm thinking about you like it's just this, like that cliche response. And like I said, I know I do it and I've done it in the past and I just like want to be the person that even if I'm like separately texting them I'm like hey how can I like what can I do for you? So yeah. I just I think it's, uh, that's why I think it's something I, to remember. Like like we're not like you wouldn't yes. just like call people and tell them that you're. I mean I know you were like trying to inform some people, but like the people that you were letting know that like you got really sad yeah. news. Like you weren't just calling. You just weren't telling them to tell them. Like you were telling them because yeah. you you know they care about you and you care about them and it was a you know a really hard day in your life and and you want that support. There was like a select. There was like a select group of people that right. I told because there was more people. I told my boss because obviously I needed the right. rest of the day off when I got the news. But I didn't tell my coworkers, and not because I don't think they would care, but I also am the first person to think, "Oh, they won't care." Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and like, yeah, and, and your what, level of comfort with them, the, the, why right, should they? Your level of comfort with them may not be as close as somebody else, and so you may get that generic mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," and then it's like, "Why did I tell them?" <laughs> You know, like I, yeah, I just bothered like, them and like made them have like seconds of grief for no reason, you know, and you like, you start to spiral and then you're like, okay, well maybe like, maybe they yeah. really don't care. Maybe they just like, you know, and so I just, I think, I think moving yeah, forward, exactly. I would like to try. And I know, I, like I said, my cup is, have runneth over, but I would like to be able to be that person for someone because I would hope that they would be that mm-hmm. for me in return. Um because being that person for a lot of people also does require a lot of emotional space in your own body to carry that weight for somebody else. Because when you are the therapist friend, like I am for a lot of people, and people just feel like they can talk to you about anything. And I, I'm so thankful that all my friends feel like they can talk to me about a lot of things. I'm very, very thankful for that. Um, I do have to set boundaries with people and be like, I love you. And like, I want to be there for you. But like, through a lot myself yeah i mean so you like and, i remember like, that day you've done f- that to me before and like you're like i i i love you but i do not have the space for this right now and i'm like cool awesome yeah. like i here let me let me turn to my like four or five other people that i can also share this with so i think that's yeah. really important like the too. day that the day that happened i had a friend who i wasn't initially going to bother with the news because they didn't know anything about this person um let alone like much about my relationship with them. And I remember that they texted me and about like a problem they were having at their job. And I was like, I love you, but like, I don't, I don't have the bandwidth today. I just, I'm going, I'm processing a death of a friend right now. So like, we'll talk later. And of course they were like, I'm the, so sorry. Oh, I'm so yeah. Sorry and everything. But I was like, immediately, like, I don't, I'm not even pay attention to your response. Like, and it's nothing against you. I'd love you. I'll be here for you. Like in a but couple like, right days. Right now is not it for but, me. Right, yeah. no. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. a good day. And I think that, um, yeah, I think that's so important, like, putting, on the flip side of things, like, putting the boundaries up when you are going through your own issues and you can't be there for the people. Like, you can't always be the, mm-hmm. the go-to person. And that's why I think it's important yeah. to have several people in your life that you feel like you could be more vulnerable with and, and have those hard discussions with, so. Yeah. But I think that a lot of people, you know, they they want to understand, like, their feelings and maybe they don't have a person that they can go to to, like, kind of hash it out with and understand these things like I do with you, like you mm-hmm. do with me. Um, and they 
they do maybe want to understand like, okay, like, why am I still like, why am I still grieving this person? Why am I still upset about this breakup? Why am I still um, disappointed I didn't get that promotion? Like, why am I so angry at this other person? Like, what is that rooted in? And, you know, I think for me, it started with just analyzing like my actions around the emotion and seeing how I try to avoid them in some way. And that often for me was like, okay, yelling is me just trying to get rid of the emotion out of my body. I'm physically, I'm making it a physical thing that I'm doing and I'm discharging it. I'm taking it off of my body and I'm trying to release it. Um, instead of what it actually, you know, might be causing, which is like shame or regret or, uh, dysfunction, like I'm feeling with inside. Um, and a lot of people, they, you know, they shy away from like reaching out. They shy away from happiness sometimes by reaching out to other people, by trying to like get a promotion at work because they're afraid of rejection. They shy away from, you know, asking somebody out on a date because they're afraid of that. Um, they don't want, they want to avoid the embarrassment. Uh, we often, uh, I know for me, my Nana doesn't ever go to the doctor. She often has to go to the doctor because needs to go to the doctor because she passes out a lot. And I'm, I nag her all the time to go to the doctor. Why do I nag her all the time to go to the doctor? I'm nagging her because I want her to figure out why she's do, why this is happening to her so that I don't lose her and I don't have to go through that grief. Um, sometimes I think sometimes we are aware of our trying to change our internal state of mind, like our mood, like feeling like you are anxious or you're distressed and you're like, hmm, I need a glass of wine after work. I need to go to happy hour. I need a drink. But that that's not going to allow you to feel the emotion. You're only going to avoid it in that way. And you're never going to have like a resolute state with that. You're only pushing it down farther to where you're like, oh, that's a, like a later me problem. And when you do a later me problem like that, it only is going to fester it and make it even worse. And I can say that from experience because I often didn't want to process the grief of <laughs> my relationship yeah. with the doctor. And I remember going to therapy and my doctor being like, you have to process this as if it is a death. I know it was right. a relationship. I know it was only six months. It wasn't that long. But you still lost somebody from your life. You have to process it as if it was a death. And I postponed that process by seeing other men for months. And so by four months later, by the time I was been rejected to, by another guy, I was not only dealing with that dealing rejection, with I was also too. dealing with the rejection for the first one. And so it was cat yeah. like catastrophically yeah. you worse. You fixed it briefly and in the short term, but it was carrying over into the long term. And I feel like yeah. I do that. And I so, literally am like, oh, I don't need to. Like, it's fine. I'll just worry about this tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes. And then like seven more things pile up. And I'm like, oh, great. Now I have to deal with yesterday's yesterday's issues and today's issues. Awesome. Thank you. Pass me. Well, I was going to say, going back to like your irritability like that you had today, like with your, like, your shoe and everything. <laughs> it sounds so stupid now that I'm talking like, talked about it. I'm like, it's the dumbest thing. But like it really it's an emotion we're we're making, making it, it important. important that that dang white hoka is clean as shit right now though <laughs> but i'm sure that you had stressors today all day at work and you postponed relieving that stress until you got home and you felt like you were in a safer place like, to then relieve it that's why that's why we went for the walk we needed the walk <laughs> so avoidance avoidance my to-do still. list just continued to get to get bad and then i left work i literally was the first one to leave i'm never the first one to leave all the doors were shut i was like Low i gotta key, get out of here I would, 
I was tracking your location <laughs> and I saw you got home around five and I was like, she's never literally, home that early. What the hell? My last appointment is from 4.30 to 5 at 5 o'clock. I'm like literally cleaning up, <laughs> packed up and got home by 5.20. I was like, I am never home. I was like, we got to go for a walk. <laughs> I love that I noticed I know. that too. I love that you're tracking my location. I do understand there was a purpose for that, but... There was a yes. purpose today for that because a gift was, was being delivered was. to your It was apartment. almost delivered to the wrong the wrong human, but it w- it did make its way to me. Yes. Um. No. But yeah, like I, that, that that's one hundred percent like true. I didn't get I didn't get things done this morning, so it added on to my to do list for Friday because I'm taking tomorrow off and I'm not opening my computer, and so I think I had like stressors built up, and then I was like, oh, this walk has been so lovely, la di da, mud on my shoe. You've got to be freaking kidding me. So if you can't go to therapy to kind of start to understand like why that is, yeah. and you want to understand like why you're feeling certain ways, first thing is first, you have to stop avoiding them and you have to start using those like almost like like, like just emotional suppressants in a way, which is alcohol, exercise, a lot of those things that, that it's caused a distraction. And I think little things like journaling and meditation where you were not so much doing outward energy, you're really reflecting inside because meditation, like you're with your thoughts, journaling, like you're physically writing them down and getting them out of your head. Those little things, when you're able to do that, you're going to get better at understanding why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And it's going to help you to start to find a through line as to why you're reacting to certain things the way you yeah. are, why this feeling keeps occurring, and you're going to figure out what the trigger is for them, and then you're going to be able to neutralize that, I think, in your life. I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to avoid them because it's a natural reflex. No one wants to feel sad. No one wants to feel angry. It, they're not pleasant feelings. It's very understandable that you would not want to do that and you would have the impulse to escape, to defend, to act out of control, Um, but in the long run, the better choice is to take a moment inward, even if it feels uncomfortable because you're feeling super anxious or you're feeling very depressed or you're feeling like ridden with anger, taking that moment and being able to, I think, just understand. And that way it's not being taken out on anybody else that you're around or you're having like negative consequences from that because negative consequences could look like lashing out at somebody else with undeservedly or drinking way too much mm-hmm. or doing drugs to avoid the problem to where it creates an addiction. Things that could have longer term effects on your life instead of these short emotional outbursts that might be over in a couple minutes and you want to not have to feel it again. Okay, let's figure out why. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out why we had it. So maybe we don't have to go back to that emotional yeah. place. No, that's um, that's what I've always tried so to do. That's important because I feel I feel like I'm getting better. I'm really bad to take it out on other people, but I have been very quick to realize when I've done it recently. Like if I am irritated at something and then I'm like snarky towards Blaine, I immediately. I'm like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to take out that out on you. And I know that that apology after is not going to fix things. It's the work mm-hmm. that I need to do to keep that from happening. So I don't have to apologize in the first place. But I feel like in the past, it would have ta- I, I wasn't apologizing for it. And so I, I think I'm working my way there. I just, I don't know. I For some reason, I just feel the need to just like 
vomit it all out, but I'm trying and I'm working. And, and the fact that I'm recognizing it, I feel like sh- is showing that I'm working towards handling things a little bit better. And honestly, TikTok mm-hmm. has been really helpful. Somehow we always circle back to the TikTok, but like, I feel like some people on, like, it's really, well, just from like a really weird perspective, like it's really comforting to know that I'm not the only person that feels like this. And so I think that, I think that that's why I love TikTok so much is because like all the other social media platforms are so curated and so like highlight reels and TikTok is a place where I feel like people are actually opening up about their struggles and, and explaining like what they do to make themselves feel better. And I think it's really encouraging and gives me ideas of things that I've never thought about. Um, but also again, encouraging that like, I'm not the only person that (laughs) is quick to feel their feelings without thinking. So, so I just think that, that more people should talk about it always. I think more people should talk about everything. (laughs) (laughs) When you think about it, I mean, f- feeling signal that something is important to us. Um, we feel fear if our emotional and physical safety is threatened. Sadness with the loss of somebody or something significant to us. And we feel anger like whenever we feel like mistreated mm-hmm. or there's injustice or something. And guilt when we harm others. It's a reflex move to primary feelings which are supposed to protect us. And pain needs to be the you need to think of pain as like the flip side of what we value if you push down your loneliness by staying busy you can't get in touch with your desire to be loved be surrounded by others be appreciated and our emotional response is like a complex jumble of primary feelings that reflect what's actually happening plus secondary emotions often related to distorted like interpretations Mixed together with all of our avoidance behaviors, our reactive like struggle against all these feelings. And we have to develop the muscle and courage to stay with this uncomfortable emotion in order to unpack it and what's important instead of just immediately brushing it off. Like it's not easy work. I've done this all in therapy. Crying in front of a therapist mm-hmm. is not fun. <laughs> like it is a safe right, place. Yeah. <laughs> but trying to emotionally unpack all that is not yeah. fun. It is a very exhausting thing to do, but when I I notice when I allow myself to ride these like like emotional waves that I go through, um, while holding on to like a tether of some thought and not letting it just override me, only then I'm able to like distinguish my feelings and the values that they reflect from all of like the other like stressors and noise around me. And I think that that is a super, like, helpful tool that, yeah, it's it sucks because you're learning yourself all over again. And you're like, I why am I, like, having now to figure this all out at 30 mm-hmm. years old? Like, why I feel this way? You're going to be with your body for the rest of your life. I think it's better to kind of understand why it reacts to certain things because at the end of it all, it may be something that you can't remember from your childhood that you've been pushing down for so long. And when you're able to kind of like have some sympathy for yourself for feeling this way, you're going to have more sympathy for others who are there alongside of you. Does that make sense? That makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah. I try to just identify the feeling with like calling it out, like what it is, like just very simple. I don't have to get too deep into it. And then one thing that I like that the show I mentioned as my captivation kind of does 
that I would recommend is allowing yourself to feel the feelings for 15 minutes, just letting it take over you for 15 minutes. So, like, I'm thinking sadness. Don't go and yell at somebody for 15 minutes. Yell into your pillow. Yeah, like 15 minutes with yourself. Yeah. Yes. Not with somebody else. We're, We're not taking this outside. Not with somebody else. <laughs> so, cry in your car for 15 minutes. Yell, scream in your car for 15 minutes and then into a pillow. Allow yourself to just be overridden with this emotion. And then... Once you, like, allow the sensations to, like, and your body to actually feel it, um, I think once you're able to then feel them, keep an, a tether line open of your thoughts while you're doing it. Have some compassion for yourself and allow yourself to just, like, your body just to feel it. You'll be able to kind of slowly recognize what it is and the experience that you're going through and why it's happening. And then you'll be able to kind of assess it later on when it occurs again, if it does. Yeah. I think I'm going to start that tomorrow. The 15 minutes rule. Five if I don't have 15 yeah. minutes. Like if something happens. <laughs> You're sad? You're sad? Put on a Phoebe Bridger song and just cry. If you're angry, put on a Metallica song and yell. If you're feeling <laughs> revenge throw on reputation like you know just oh kidding we could go on and on but yes i i just think whenever you're whenever you're allowed to like i mean they're called feelings mm-hmm. for a reason because you need they need to be felt right. and when you allow yourself to like allow it to take over for just a moment you then are able to think look back in that quick moment and be like okay like why am i feeling this way like what is the underlying cause of it and then when it occurs again, like maybe you won't have such a volatile reaction to mm-hmm. it. I love that. We are not therapists, by the way. I want to like reiterate no, that. No, 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 no. Um, Just speech therapists. That ain't the same. <laughs> I have a film degree. I'm just a writer. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here so, to work on your. Well, I can teach. Emotions, I'm just the one that I don't need to teach these kinds. You've gone to. <laughs> you do speech therapy. I've gone to actual yeah. therapy. I've done CBT and I've done um, EMDR. So I am taking advice that I have been given through yeah. other therapists. Well, and just personal experiences too, always. So Yes. Yeah. Yes. But again, we're not therapists. We don't have mm-hmm. doctorates. No so. thanks. Not getting one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick to podcasting. <laughs> but I think that's a good like survival tip that we, like, oh, we ended with. So for sure. Just I think I, I kind of, yeah, there's one thing ahead. I wanted to add. Yeah. Which is... Um, I think whatever you're feeling, uh, it's certain that you're not alone. Like you said, we all get hurt. We all get disappointed. We all, you know, have a sense of longingness. We all get sad. And while our individual experiences are unique to all of us, there is something universal in our desires and pains. And the step to understanding why you feel this way is just looking more inward with your own self. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.